0: natural physics is a concept astrophysicist Leroy Larry developed that explains in down-to-earth scenarios how the principles of physics could have come about from observing nature each episode begins with a scenario followed by an example to illustrate the application of these principles in futuristic research at the frontiers of science such as Leroy's astrophysics doctoral research at CINESPA. Center for Space Research, and then concludes with an exploration of how these same principles could have very well been used by ancient cultures and civilizations. Mathematics is naturally encountered and incorporated as the exciting and fun tool of science that it is. Science is the window into our amazing world of nature, and mathematics is the tool to open that window. Natural physics encompasses current, futuristic, and ancient physics and ties them together by the principles of physics that are common threads running throughout each.
1: Happy birthday, baby.
2: Greetings. I'm Leroy Larry. And welcome to Natural Physics live from Costa Rica.
1: I'm Mrs. Larry.
2: I'll get to that. Happy and safe New Year <laughs> to you and your families. As you've already heard, one of my guests today is my lovely wife, Tirza.
1: Oh, thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Hi. Happy birthday. Well, happy birthday. Say hello to the people. Oh, hi, peeps. Okay. All
2: right. All right. I'm
1: so excited about our guest. I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait.
2: Our special guest today is August. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna try to pronounce his last name correctly. You know what? I know a better thing. I'm going to let him introduce you. I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. That way, I know. <laughs> I know. I won't. I won't mispronounce it. So, please, August. Introduce yourself for us.
3: I am August and I August Walgreuth and I'm nine years old, turning ten on February 5th.
2: Yes, and him and I have very close birthdays. My birthday is today. His is the fifth. This is our birthday party, everybody. August and nine. Okay? So we're gonna have fun. August has some questions that he would like to ask me. And and all you listeners out there and viewers, you know that you can type in questions as well, comments, right? We have it set up where you can do that. So please feel free. Please feel free to do hey, so. ladies, first place. Okay, so before we get started, I would like to introduce, well, I already introduced my wife, Tirza, but I think she may have some comments to make before we get started so take it take it away baby and why wouldn't i okay okay normally
1: i guess as you get to um spend more time with me you're going to understand that i'm I'm always going to interrupt that's just kind of what i do um but i will say excuse me when i remember too your smile is so wonderful and your eyes are so bright and your letters are amazing could you please tell us how you and Leroy became friends, and why you were on our show today?
3: I became friends with Mister Leroy for with his friend Mister Bruce, and I also I also really like space.
1: Okay, what kind of space? Um, like science and stuff like that. So outer space. Yeah. Right on, dude. And we all know how much Bruce loves NASA and we know that Leroy used to work for NASA. And I know you receive a lot of information that helps you understand space from NASA. Is that true? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, right on. And are you happy about that? Yeah. I also okay. So, I, oh, I think I heard the A word—an astronaut. Rut <laughs> well, row <rah>, <laughs> you better, you better start running around your neighborhood right now, big buddy, as fast as you can. Okay, so I'm going to yes, take you. you back to the birthday boys, the Aquarians. Do you know what an Aquarian is, August? No. Okay, well, we'll touch on that later. Next
2: show. <laughs> what she means, what she means, August, is that uh, depending on uh, the month that you're born, uh, there's signs in what's called the zodiac, Astrology. and we can and we can totally talk about this later. In fact, that'd be actually cool to talk about on this show with respect to the comet
1: and age of Aquarius. So,
2: yes. So, uh, so the time period according to certain constellations in the sky. Uh, that we are in right now we, uh, we're beginning the age of Aquarius and okay August this was way before you were born but there's a famous song called the age of Aquarius by this group called the fifth dimension and I'm going to sing I'm going to sing a couple of lyrics for you okay then All you right? can google it okay here we go or
1: something
2: when the moon is in the seventh house and jupiter aligns with mars then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars this is the dawning of the age of aquarius isn't that cool august the lyrics wouldn't it be great if the world Yes, if it if it becomes that in the age of Aquarius. Explain
1: to him he's an Aquarius,
2: and we are both Aquarians because the time period that we were born in, which is late January to about mid-February, that's the age of Aquarius. So, uh, there you go. Okay. So um, now, what what I would like to do. Um, the questions, August, that you asked me were excellent. And and to be honest about it, and I told Bruce this, some of the questions that you asked me, I actually had to go and find the answers because even though I was on the Galileo project, you're so busy doing your particular, there were 11 instruments on board Galileo. And so I was involved with two of those instruments and you're so busy, doing that job that you don't know a whole lot about the other instruments and like you asked me how much fuel did galileo use i had to go look that up august excellent question i learned about the project that i was on by your questions i had to go and find answers i have a question regarding that okay
1: so because we have learned about Fahrenheit and Celsius does that mean we had kilograms and gallons did you find out both answers
2: he asked his questions in terms of the metric system correct which is liters, kilograms what did i say kilograms
1: kilograms (laughs) (laughs) oh august youth is just beautiful
2: so so august you're your idea of a mission to Jupiter. Could you tell us uh could you tell us more about that? How you came about that? And by the way, did you notice in the lyrics that I sang of that song, they mentioned Jupiter. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh, good. You can you can understand my singing. Hey, that's excellent. Woo! Okay, okay, so August, tell tell please tell us how you came about. Uh, wanting to uh, do a mission to Jupiter, please.
3: I want to see what other kinds of of um, gases there are in Jupiter. And also, I also want to see how far down I can get before it gets it get crushed. Whoa! Oh.
2: Yes. And what are the main... What's the main information that you want your mission to find out from Jupiter?
3: Mostly just to see how far down it gets.
2: Okay. Okay. Excellent. And and it's so cool that the question that you asked, the the Galileo mission that I was involved with, it it it's it it tried to answer your question and. Uh for everybody listening and viewing, I'm just going to summarize uh, August's questions, which he wanted to know, uh, how long does it take to get to Jupiter? How long is the Galileo mission? And his big question is the atmosphere. What is the atmosphere of Jupiter composed of? And he had already came to the conclusion that conditions on Jupiter are such that a space probe could not land on Jupiter as it would on the moon, right? Jupiter, as far as we know, Jupiter does not have a solid surface. It's gas and very hot gas. So his conclusion was absolutely correct that there there would be needed some other means of exploring Jupiter's atmosphere. So what the Galileo project did was it had a, a probe on board that once galileo reached jupiter and attained orbit around jupiter the space probe the probe was ejected out of galileo A parachute opened up and it floated down into the atmosphere of jupiter and sent data back as long as it could before and nobody knows whether it was burnt up in the jovian and you know i wanted to use that word Jovian or the Jupiter atmosphere, uh, or was it crushed? Did it disintegrate? There's no way to really know what happened, but for 58 minutes, it was able to send data back about what Jupiter's atmosphere was made of, at least to as as far as as uh, as deep into the atmosphere that it got.
1: But you're
2: a Uh Galileo arrived at Jupiter in nineteen ninety-five. Now, August, I would like to tell you a little bit about my participation in in the mission because it is very relevant to what you're planning to do. You're planning to send a mission to Jupiter one day. So uh, the Galileo mission started, uh, well, the planning started in the 70s, but the actual launch of Galileo on board the space shuttle Atlantis took place in 1989. And by the way, uh, August, I live in, we live in Costa Rica and the national hero of Costa Rica is Dr. Franklin Chang Diaz. And he was an astronaut in the NASA program. And he was one of the pilots that was on the Atlantis as it was launched from Earth in the cargo bay of the space shuttle. And and for me, the fact that, and he's, he's from Costa Rica. And the fact that um, here I am living in Costa Rica yeah. and I actually met Dr. Dr. Chang, it's just so cool that I had that connection. And so in 1989, uh, Galileo was taken up into orbit by the space shuttle and released from the cargo bay. Now, August, uh, Galileo did not take a direct path to Jupiter. Uh, The arrangement of the planets was such that when it was launched in 1989, it could not take a direct uh, flight uh excuse me Could I have a little sip of your club soda I don't want to start mumbling okay okay that's much better okay so Galileo was not able to take a straight shoot to Jupiter if it would have been able to do so it would have taken about two years but instead because of the arrangement of the planets it had to use the gravity of Earth and Venus to get to Jupiter. And and so after it was launched in 1989, first it went out as far as uh Venus. And then it used Okay, August, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a a, a rock on the other end of a, a string and you and you twirl it? Have you ever done that?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Wow. <laughs>
1: a rock like a marble or something but okay
2: a rock. okay well now well now what you did with that rock where you're you're swirling it around did you want to make a comment baby okay <laughs> <laughs> okay she's just what, what was your comment babe okay go ahead
1: no I, i'm sorry but i was born in 1962 and i had a string with a the large um what do they call round like a not a jawbreaker but a big marble so you saying a string with a in it? how would you tie a string around a rock i mean that's what you used to play with are you a caveman are you from <laughs> jupiter <laughs> i think he's from jupiter august okay <laughs> it would All explain right. a lot of things let me tell you let me tell okay. you
2: okay the point is thank you baby for that <laughs> very nice commentary so as you twirled that rock august you're kind of, you're pulling right you're pulling on the rock and you're making it go in a circle and if you were to cut that string it would go flying off right but you're 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 applying a force to it so when jupiter uh, sorry when galileo was first launched it went out as far as venus and then venus's gravity kind of whipped it around venus the gravity of Venus whipped Galileo around it, like you would, like you did with that stone, twirling it around, and and it 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 added to uh, Galileo's velocity. So then uh, Galileo came back towards Earth. Speed. And when Earth got it, when Earth's gravity got it, it also did the same thing. It whipped Galileo around the Earth, just like you twirling that stone, right? It it whipped Galileo around Earth and Galileo gained more energy, more speed, right? And this is free energy, right? This is nature. This is nature providing energy to the Galileo spacecraft. No engines, rock, rocket fuel being burned. This is nature's natural gravity of that the planets have that helped Galileo get to Jupiter. So.
1: Hey, I so, wonderful. Sorry. Okay. You want to
2: interject? Okay. Yeah,
1: sorry. I want to interject. I want to interrupt. August, you know what that means is you don't need as much gas money or petrol money as you thought you would because you only need an initial thrust. So just think of all those gallons and um, meter liters that you saved yeah. by that force. So you know you've kind of got a free ride. That's another song.
2: Okay. Okay. So when So then uh, Galileo passed by Earth after it had passed by Venus, Earth gave it a a kick, right? Galileo went out a little bit further, then it came back into Earth again. So uh, when when, uh, Galileo went by Venus, it's called the Venus flyby, and then the two times that Galileo passed by Earth, it's called the first Earth flyby and the second Earth flyby. I joined the Galileo Project right before the second Earth flyby. So I missed the Venus flyby. I missed the first Earth flyby. But I was on the Galileo Project after the second Earth flyby. And I was there. Galileo was the first spacecraft to take close-up pictures of, of, a, of an asteroid. Um, are, you, are you aware of, of the asteroid belt, August? Right on
3: right on is it right
2: before the mars or is it right before jupiter right before jupiter the asteroid belt is between mars and jupiter and and just to say august there's a theory that the asteroids once made up a planet okay but the problem with and this is not a theory from astrophysics uh, august the problem is that now that we have the capability to add all the masses of the asteroids together, they don't equal up enough to make a planet, right? So there's, there's like a, a missing m- amount of mass that is not there for it to be able to be have been a planet. So that's one of the ongoing uh, problems in astrophysics that maybe you will solve or somebody else out there where did the asteroids come from? Did they make up a planet, right? That's the theory. Okay, so you are very correct. The asteroid belts are between Mars and Jupiter. So as Galileo passed through the asteroid belt, it took close up pictures of two asteroids. One was called Ida, the other one was called Gaspra. And I wasn't on the project when it took pictures of Gaspra, but I was there for Ida. And then I was there for when Galileo reached Jupiter and the probe was ejected to float down into uh, uh, Jupiter's atmosphere. This happened in 1995. So 1989 to 1995 took six years with that roundabout route with the help of the planets, Earth and Venus, for Galileo to get to Jupiter. Okay, so I've been talking enough. I wanna hear your questions and I will do my best to answer them. And any other questions you want to ask, you got it. Okay, August?
3: I have a love for science and a young, at a young age, and I also wanted to be an astronaut, and I still do. And my first question is, and I also have a few questions for you, Mr. Leroy. Um, okay.
2: Now, the first August, com- let, let me interject. Just call me Leroy, okay? okay? You don't have to throw. I appreciate you putting Mr. in front of it, but Leroy's cool, okay? All right. All right. Okay. Okay.
3: So the first comment, the first one is about the comet. How do you track down the green comet? How. Is the tracking different from years before?
2: Okay. Now, excellent question, August. Thank you. Now, as you're aware, this comet has not been around since 50,000 years ago. Uh, Just as it takes the Earth one year to orbit the sun, it takes this comet 50,000 years to orbit the sun. And it's actually part of our solar system, but its orbit is so far out there. And and if you read the articles that have been written about this, they talk about how the last time this comet visited Earth was 50,000 years ago, right? And uh, the theory in archeology span and anthropology is that at this period of time, you had Cro-Magnons, which are, Homo sapiens, us, existing alongside the Neanderthals. He's 10. Okay, and have you heard of the Neanderthals or the Cro-Magnons, August? Okay, okay. You know what, this is the deal. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) tears (laughs) up. Okay, go ahead,
1: go ahead. I just kind of whispered in his ear, he's 10.
2: You know, August, (laughs) August. You got me. All that
1: reading, all those years astrophysics, fifty thousand galaxy. You, no, you
2: your, your questions august got me thinking. I'm talking to a PhD astrophysicist. Okay, so uh, okay, You're
1: talking to a future astronaut. Who and I am, of, but and he still I has a lot of classes okay. to take, so he can get okay. his butt in the rocket. So
2: let me back up. Okay, August, cave K- people existed a long time ago, and they're called different names, right? So you had kind of different types of cave people. uh, And so, (laughs) I saw that finger, baby. Okay. So the theory from archaeology is is that you had different groups of cave people existing at this time, right? And, uh, you know, that's a good idea. Can I have a drink of your club soda, babe? Thank you. Okay. Okay. So. But the point is August is that fifty thousand years is a long unbelievably long amount of time, so who knows what the earth was like who really who really knows what kind of uh i mean archaeology provides evidence and information, but who really knows what kind of creatures exist here? uh I mean we have their we have Archaeology does a really great job to give us pictures of a Tyrannosaurus Rex and uh, a Brontosaurus and 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 whatnot, but wow, who? Wow, fifty thousand years ago. So this comet, the technology that astronomers have, yeah, I don't. You you got to figure, August. We don't really know how close the Approached the Earth fifty thousand years ago, and I actually went outside last night, or actually this morning around four thirty a.m. to see if I could see it. I think I may have seen it, and later on I'm gonna kind of show people how they might can can find it. But you got to figure, August fifty thousand years ago, you got a cave person, he or she hanging out, right? There's or city lights so they got a real good view of the night sky so if this comet got close enough to be seen with the naked eye uh and its greenish color i can imagine what they must what they might have thought whoa what is that right we know about the moon we know about the sun we know about these twinkly objects in the sky but what is this green thing you know flying across you just wonder right so um, modern astronomy and astrophysics, I, I would, I'll take a guess, I'll find the exact answer, but I know this much, August, the media, the the comet, I was going to say the meteor, the comet was discovered last year, okay, and it was given a name, so uh, our abilities to detect these objects in outer space have 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 uh, evolved enough that this common, but you got to figure the last time it was around was fifty thousand years ago, and uh, and now we have the ability to discover it. So uh, your question about how is it detected? Thanks to the modern technology that has been developed since i guess the 60s the 50s when uh i'm i'm totally taking a guess here but the technology has developed such from when astronomy first started that we somebody was able to discover it uh last year okay did that answer your question yeah Tell me if it doesn't, and then I'll struggle to get another answer. But I tell you what, I won't. I won't just make up something. If I don't know the answer, I'll go find it. I'll go find the answer, and I'll get the answer to you. So, if you're satisfied, with the answer, Any other questions? Uh Next question, please.
3: And the next question is: What are the names of the green comet?
2: Um, would you repeat that please
3: what are the names of the green
2: comet okay it's called it's called um c 2022 which stands for the year that it was that it was discovered e3 and then Z-T-F. I, I would have to uh find out why it has the e3 and the ztf uh designation but the 2022 that's because it was discovered last year
1: and who discovered it i think as well maybe the initial
2: possibly possibly okay yeah um uh could you repeat your comment
1: i uh just how um going back to some of our um other information we have um that the initial I want you said D is in dog, C,
2: C as in, as in common, cat as in comment.
1: Oh duh! I thought there was <laughs> an, <laughs> Well then, there you go. Um, but no, I think that they also had an initial in there that had something to do with the person who first discovered the
2: comment. That could be possibly. That could be. We could. We could. We could find that out. Yep. We could. We could just uh, go on the internet.
1: Homework, August.
2: And and find out uh, how it got named. Yeah. Yes.
1: August, and, would you please do the honor of that um, information? Could you could you could you confirm or deny that information, please, sir? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on, I'll try and look it up. Okay. Well. You, okay. You, That's an effort. That's you, all we need. is an effort. I think you also answered question number three it was when was the comet discovered
2: (laughs) okay okay and i i I looked it up on the internet august and i could be wrong but it it read as if the person who discovered it was a student not not a professional astrophysicist or professional astronomer and again I could be wrong I read the article of who discovered it I don't remember the name of the person but uh and you can find it on the internet the article but I got the impression that it was a student so um yeah I mean you don't have to be a professional scientist to make amazing discoveries August and your dream to plan a mission to Jupiter Hey, keep that dream, follow it, do it. Because, okay, back to Galileo. Once Galileo got to Jupiter in 1995, it established orbit around Jupiter, because as you concluded, it couldn't land on Jupiter's surface. So it orbited Jupiter from 1995 to 2003. Uh, I was on the project until 1997, okay? Okay. two years after it got to Jupiter. Uh, but while it orbited Jupiter for those years from 1995 uh, to 2003, it's or- the mission made it a plan that it would pass by uh, four of the largest moons of Jupiter. Um, Io, Callisto, Ganymede, and Europa. And Europa's the moon that everybody gets really excited about because there's a possibility that there's liquid water below the icy surface of europa and whenever and whenever you think of water you think that life could be possible okay and then the other moon one of the other uh, moons of io that galileo checked out was uh io and it was discovered that io has volcanoes on it i mean how cool is that august i mean a moon of Jupiter that, yeah, volcanoes and 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 Galileo took pictures where you could see the pume the plumes of the volcanoes going up in outer space. How cool is that, right? Get your hand right so, um, but more what was that, August?
3: Are we able to see that the pictures?
2: Yeah, you can go on the you can go on the internet. August, the internet is like the largest library at your fingertips. I mean, you can almost, you can ask anything and you can get the answer. It's amazing. When I was growing up, August, I had to go to the library, you know, back, back in the prehistoric times, right?
1: <laughs> he wrote a dinosaur to, yeah, to the corner yeah. library.
2: So I had to go to the library, right? To, to find out information, but the internet is right at your fingertips. You don't have to go anywhere. So um, any so so yes, you can find it on the internet. Uh, do you have any more questions, August?
3: Um, you also did number four too, is who discovered the Green Comet?
2: And you can find the name of that person on the internet any
1: more
3: august yeah one more okay what is the, what is the green comment made of that makes it
1: green okay fabulous question
2: excellent i read the article august um i don't remember the name of the chemicals that are assumed That make up the comet because of the green glow helium might have been one but again you can look this up on the internet but yeah uh as it comes into our solar system the effects of the sun start burning these chemicals that make up the comet and its tail it gives off the 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 the, the tail that we see so the green glow just like neon gas lights right green, red, uh, they give off their color because of the gas that's being radiated. So the green color comes from the chemicals. And as I said, I think one is helium, but you can find that answer on the internet, Uh, totally August.
1: Yeah, you know what, August, I'll help you out, dude.
2: (laughs) Okay, now August, uh, hold tight, hold tight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, do a little bit on the computer. I want to try to show people how they can find this comet, okay, wherever they're located in the world. So as I'm doing that, you think of any other questions you might have, okay?
1: And you can take a break too, August.
2: And I hope I hope you enjoy this too. So I'm gonna go. I'm doing screen share here. So I'm going to go to, um, to OK, so everybody, there's a, there's a free software. Uh, let me go back. Everybody, everybody listening and viewing, there's a free software called Stellarium. And it's free to download. It's totally free. And it puts, it puts you in the position of being an astronomer. I mean, I'm going to show you what I'm talking about, but it's a great it's a great tool, and you can download it on your computer, your cell phone, any any uh, device. So I'm going to show you how to use Stellarium to try to find this comet. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go to my desk. Okay, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go away for a little bit, <laughs> but I'll be back. <laughs> okay, all right. So here we go. All right, so now uh oh let me make sure uh, Ray would you would you oh okay
1: choose visual things it's I just want to make sure
2: everybody can see this okay all right so I'm gonna minimize this and I'm gonna can everybody Ray could you let me know if people can see what I'm doing okay excellent okay all right so everybody there's there's the stellarium icon on my desktop ray one more clap if you can see this please no clap. can you see it no okay you can't see it okay
3: thanks
2: August. Uh, uh let's see um okay uh okay so uh august let me ask you this can you see my desktop no okay so screen sharing is not working then uh it's reporting okay we may have to um
1: Maybe we can do this for Ray. Is there? we can just go on with the, with Paolo Okay. Okay. Yeah,
2: okay. 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 You know what? Oh, what'd you say, Ray? We can see your screen. We just don't see what you're trying to show. You don't see the you don't see the solarium coming up. We see your browser. Okay. All right. You know what? Okay. This this is okay. this is okay. This is okay all right so what we're gonna do everybody uh i'm Next. gonna i'm gonna close this out uh i'm gonna go back i want to get back to august because there's much to okay here we go all right everybody what i was gonna show check out Stellarium. okay and it'll bring up the night nice sky constellations everything you can you can plug in the comet uh the green comet and it'll show you where to look in the night sky to try to find it now according to the article in stellarium if you look in the northeast section of the night sky right uh about two hours after sunset or say 4 a.m 3 30 3 a.m in the morning before sunrise you have a chance to see it with the naked eye right now because this is the closest approach that it's going to make to earth uh right now february 1st and uh february 2nd okay so everybody i want to tell a very quick story i'm actually i'm actually glad oh why'd you laugh babe could you say why you laughed
1: because you said the word quick.
2: Yeah, she says I don't tell quick stories. Okay, this is going to no, be you
1: you
2: No, this is going to be quick. The, this is going to be quick. Time. So everybody, please try to get out and see this comet because I mean 50,000 years, a lifetime, right? But let me tell you a story about okay, another famous comet, is holly's comet, which comes around every uh 75 years. And the last time it visited Earth was in 1986, okay? I was still living in Omaha, Nebraska. Now, I wanted to see this comet, okay? Hey, it hadn't been around for 75 years, right? Okay, get this everybody. And we've all done some things where you just think, what in the world was I thinking? Okay, I got a bunch of AAA maps and I saw what it would take to drive from Omaha, Nebraska down to Machu Picchu, Peru. I don't know why I thought Machu Picchu would be the place to see Holly's coming from, okay? (laughs) So I'm planning my route. I'm gonna drive from Omaha, Nebraska (laughs) down to Machu Picchu, Peru. Sure, there's many of you out there laughing, seriously laughing. All right. So I called AAA. I guess I had some questions to ask. Of course. <laughs> and then I still remember this. The lady asked me over the phone, Young man, do you realize what's going on in Nicaragua right now? Which I didn't. I didn't know what was going on.
1: For that you needed to go through
2: Nicaragua to get to Peru. Exactly. <laughs> and she said, I don't think it's a good idea <laughs> that you try to drive from Omaha, Nebraska, down to Machu Picchu, Peru, right? And I didn't have a four-wheel, super, super yeah. off-road yeah. anything. <laughs> right. what was that, so, and, and the thing about it, everybody, so what happened was I was able to find an astronomy organization over in Iowa. Uh, all I had to do was drive across the Missouri River from Omaha into Iowa. And they had set up telescopes where you could see Holly's Comet. And I was able to see, as they say, it looks it looked like a fuzzy snowball. But I saw it. I saw an object that doesn't come around for 75 years. So if you can, wherever you live, try to get out and see. It's gonna be around for a while. Right now, it's reaching as close as its closest approach to Earth, but according to the artist it's going to be around for a while into early February uh so you can see it yeah mid-February maybe so try to see it try to see it by whatever means necessary (laughs) you catch a sight of an object that hasn't been around for 50,000 years okay uh so now what I want to do while we have time um I talk about natural physics huh right enjoying physics as the amazing window into our amazing world of nature, okay? And just as we are a part of nature, animals are a part of nature. And just as, we, as we're doing physics and we don't even know where, I mean, when you look at a color, you're doing physics, right? Your eye is able to detect that certain wavelength of that particular color, whether it be red, blue, green, right? So we, we, physics is our way of interacting with nature and until somebody else comes up with something different hey august could be you mathematical equations are all we have to try to describe the amazing world of nature all around us so the video i want to show is uh demonstrating that uh through our boys balo and dini okay because animals i call them four-legged our boys four-legged people Hey, I mean, if you've ever hung out at all with an animal, you know that they have personalities just like we do, right? They do. So so we're gonna play this video and I'll just play it. I won't say what it's about. And I wanna see if everybody gets the point. So Ray, if you would, could you roll that video called Balodini Force, please?
1: Oh, okay, brother, down, down, I'm out. I'm down. You won, brother.
2: (laughs) Ha ha, got you, little brother. Yep. The the force, U, is equal to my mass times acceleration.
1: Ah, is that why you're able to spin, oh, yep, spin me around so fast?
2: That's right, little brother.
1: Uh ha, so acceleration, oh, yep, that's speed, that's fast, that's rapid, right? And
2: I, I, guess right, little brother, and I got a lot of acceleration.
1: Oh. Wow, and that force, that just means because you have a lot of mass. You're a big brother.
2: You got it, Deanie. You got it, little brother.
1: F equals ma.
2: Excellent. excellent, brother. And once again, what does that stand for?
1: Force equals mass times acceleration.
2: Excellent. Very excellent, little brother.
1: And that's an equation. Ha.
2: <laughs> OK. August, did you enjoy it? Oh, thank you, <laughs> Did you enjoy that, August?
3: Yes, the cat actually looks. The uh, black and white cat actually looks like my cat.
2: Really? Oh, wow. What's your cat's name? Hamlet. What is it?
3: Hamlet from Shakespeare.
2: Hamlet. Hamlet. Oh, to be or not to be,
1: right? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Do I, to be a black cat or to be a white cat? Well, our black and white, our black and white cat, his name is Balo. And then uh, when we first uh, became parents of Balo, when we opened our front door, he took off down the hallway and he ran to our neighbor's house like a speeding bullet and um, the word for bullet is bala but that's a little uh feminine so that's how his name is balo and d because Dini, well
2: explain to him that in the spanish language the o means masculine explain,
1: explain what? No. oh well, i did
2: bala well, is just oh, said, oh, okay okay
1: bala is feminine
2: because of the a at the end bala okay go ahead babe okay bala is feminine because of the a at the end so we put the o at the end Balo, because that make that makes it masculine okay that's all I was gonna say there
1: we go and Dini I found sitting on top of a wall in a park and some painters had found him in the trash eating and he was only five weeks old so he he I put my hand down and he licked it and I said I guess I have another cat and he just appeared like magic so he we named him Houdini and we call him Dini so Balo and Dini they're at your part (laughs) <laughs> and those are our, those are our children. Uh, we also have another child. His name is Dingo, and he's a bird. But it was a little difficult for him to, you know, kind of be on the show. He wasn't quite ready. He, he's shy, unless there's a washing machine going, a dryer going, or a blender. And he will tell you exactly how the blender came about, the washing machine came about, and the dryer came about. On his good days. So back to you, birthday man, okay. husband, okay. teacher, friend. <laughs> oh. What? Wait. What, what else would I
2: do? Oh. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to say, August, that you made my birthday one of the best birthdays I've ever had, okay? And that's without a doubt. Thank you so much. Uh, how old is Emmett? Hamlet. Hamlet. How old is Hamlet?
1: He's- Who's
2: Emmett? I don't know why I thought I heard Emmett.
3: He's, um, he's nine months turning- Ten months in, on, on, on the seventeenth.
2: Okay. Oh, wow. Awesome. Okay. So he's a he's a he's a niño, as they say here in Costa Rica. He's just a little kid. He's like oh, he's Dede. like a little kitten puppy. Dede, baby. Now, balo balo is eight years old, and Deenie is seven years old. Well,
1: they're gonna
2: be. Yeah, they're gonna be. They're coming up on that, and. Uh, I got to tell you, August, when Tirza brought Dini home, we had had Balo for a year, right? So he had been used to just him, right? Only child. I grew up an only child, actually, August. Yeah, um,
1: we, 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 oh, yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And and so Balo, at first he was a little, who is this? Who's this little thing that you brought home? What? I got to start sharing my space with this? little this person really and but we watched balo warm up more and more to dini and and we actually witnessed the event where balo basically accepted dini as his little brother and they love each other like brothers uh it's great they
1: fight like brothers
2: they do they They play like brothers (laughs) Dini, De- Deanie- Dini noise Balu like little brothers do. That's
1: the only child.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, does August uh, have
1: brothers or sisters? Oh, why don't you ask him, baby? August, do you have brothers or sisters? Yes, I have one little sister.
3: We're five years apart. So oh, I was that's the a- only, I'm. I was the only child for five years, and then my sister. And she's a little annoying
1: sometimes because. Well, my is my my the first my first brother that I have, he is five years younger than I, and my uh, another brother, eleven years younger, and I have another brother, Dennis, I think is three years younger. We haven't, um, I think that's our, our difference in ages, but yeah, I was the eldest <clears throat> queen bee. Big sister, daddy's girl, and so Leroy was an only child, so nobody, he didn't have a big sister that taught him how to do some kind of things, like go shopping for his wife's birthday, which I would like to um, to talk about on your birthday.
2: Did you notice how she snuck that one in there? Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so... Um, August, um, Leroy asked that I would, you know, if I'd like something for Christmas, and I said, I don't really need anything, but I, I could use a new pair of pajama bottoms, you know, something cute. So as we're walking through different places, I would show him pattern. This is a pattern. It has a decoration on it. Um, my jeans are, are called a basic one color so i show them all these and then i i i, I this is what i it, the color's is beautiful baby so i i received these really cool plain plain pajamas and it has a little sun on it somewhere so wait we're, oh here's the sun okay and then because it was christmas uh i, I received this shirt and it, it and it says um it's lit. It's a it's a Christmas bulb. Okay, so I said, "Oh, well, those are those are pretty colors." Really, thank you, Santa. And then he was explaining to me how when he went to the store, which was not where I had shown him the things I like, uh, he said that there was a young lady who helped him pick them out, and then our friend at the at the beginning of the at the entry of the store was there. So I went to the store the other day. And I'm I'm 60 years old, August. And when the uh, the guy was showing the, um, our friend, I forget his name. I think it's Carlos or Carlos. I think it's Carlos. He was showing us. And then he, he, he got the young lady who helped Leroy get my um, my Christmas present. And mm-hmm. I think when he said I was 60, she thought I was 16 so when the guy introduced her to me last week she kind of looked at me like oh sh- shucks i i think i didn't get the sexy 60 year old christmas pajamas i i i got him pajamas for a 16 year old so thank you baby
2: Sorry, let's, let's put money. okay here we go okay now i was actually avoiding <laughs>
1: Don't you think, August, if you do if you kind of think about it, did my pajamas look like something I would wear with a pattern or um, to go to sleep if I was 16? Just your opinion, sir. <laughs>
2: okay now, I, I just I just came up with a really mischievous little deal here. I was avoiding saying how old I had turned. But now that she has said how old she is, August, I pose a question to you, future planner of a mission to Jupiter. How old do you think I turned today? Uh, 65? Whoa! Did we say whoa at the same we
1: time? We did, baby, but we he also looked at your website, which probably has your birthday. We said whoa
2: at you. the same time excellent August I turned 67 you were so close Ah! wow okay now before we have two minutes left um August if you have any questions and actually I would like to thank I would like to thank your mother Miss Sarah did I pronounce it okay Woo. Okay, and I would like to thank Mr. Bruce Callow for bringing us together. Um,
1: Anna,
3: and our family. Would
2: Would your mother like to say hello before we go, or she's okay?
1: Do
3: you want to?
2: Come on, Sarah. <laughs> hey! Wow! Wow! Awesome. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much. Hi. It's been a pleasure meeting with you.
1: Yeah, so it's a pleasure to meet you both. We're honored. We're glad to be your friends and to um, also experience this time with you and to share your birthday. This has been amazing. I appreciate everything that you guys have been writing back and forth with August. And it's awesome to um, have that a part of our lives. Thank you. The, uh, thank you. The honor
2: the honor is all ours. As I told August, this is one of the best birthdays I've ever had. Thanks to y'all. Thank you so much. And August, you know the dialogue is just stuck. You know how you, when you feed a puppy and it follows you home? Oh, you're never gonna get rid of me now, August. <laughs> Okay, your your questions are excellent, awesome, and August, uh, it takes me back to when I was your age and what I dreamed of doing, and it's a win-win. So, okay, we hit the one-hour mark. August, sign sign off for us, please. Thank you, and a happy birthday to you. Thank you, August. Thank you, August. And to you, too. Tune in next Equinox, same fat. Oh, and by the way, FAT, P-H-A-T, stands for Physics with Attitude. Enjoying physics as the window into our amazing world of nature and mathematics as the tool to open that window. Okay, everybody, tune in next Fat Time, same Fat Time. Tune in next Equinox, same Fat Time, same Fat Channel. Thank you so much, August.
3: Bye. 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 Bye.